y'all welcome back to late night podcast with bridget and holly i'm your host holly and i'm your host bridget and tonight we have an awesome podcast that we're going to be talking about but before we get on to topic let me remind y'all don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you can tune into every tuesday and friday which is when we drop new episodes of our podcast so tonight our episode is called relationship killers and I'm going to give it to Bridget because she's going to explain to y'all exactly what that means. Right. So we all know, you know, when you say relationship killers, we know it's things that you're doing in your relationship that is, is ultimately killing it. But what a lot of people don't understand is relationship killers are not an immediate thing like cheating. You know what I'm saying? That has an immediate consequence. It's little things that we're doing that is like a disease. Over a period of time, like a disease attacks the body, like cancer or AIDS or diabetes, it slowly kills the body over time, and relationship killers can do the same things. It's little small things that we do that can eat away at the relationship and ultimately destroy it. So, Holly, what do you think one of the major relationship killers are? So, I think, so, guys, what me and Bridget did we each made a list of things to talk about with y'all because there's things that probably some of you may not know. You know, the the obvious, of course, is trust, infidelity. You know, those are the top two. But there's so many other little things that people forget about that can ruin a relationship. But for the first one that I chose to talk about is trust. Because trust can ruin a relationship so bad because if you are doubting the other person or they're doubting you that that's gonna for sure ruin a relationship because how can you build a future together if there if there's no trust you know like i feel like that out of of everything we're gonna talk about tonight i feel like that's one of the most important ones because if you can't trust your partner then you don't need to be with them you know, if they can't leave the house and, and go somewhere without you calling them every every two seconds. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Mm-hmm. Trust me. You know, I told you where I'm going. That's where I'm going. You know, mm-hmm. so I, for me, I think trust has got to got to be there. That plays one of the biggest roles in a relationship. Right. But sometimes it's not as easy as saying, trust me. I think a person's actions, both big and small, give a person the security enough to trust them. They so do. Like in other words, yeah. So in other words, like I said, if you're always mindful and respectful of your partner and, you know, they feel like they can trust you, you're true to your word, you're honest, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you, you don't have any little hidden secrets. When you're going around and you're finding little hidden things, you know what I'm saying? It could be, and it don't have to be anything big. It can be something as small as you saying, well, I got off of work at four o'clock and, and I was sitting there talking to so-and-so in the parking lot. And then all of a sudden your significant other sees receipts that you went by a store at the time you said you were supposed to be talking to the parking lot. That's not that big of a deal, but it still can make somebody go, uh, well, you say it, you know, you yeah. might not bring it up, but in your back of your head, you're storing it there mm-hmm. as they wasn't being fully honest. They left out some details. Yeah. It's very important to be an open book and be very honest in the relationship. And and that's one of the other things is being honest to be able to build that trust. So somebody can trust you, but I agree with you. Trust is a huge, huge factor. It is. That's you need to not only, yeah, you need to not only be someone that can be trusted, 
but you need to be able to trust your partner as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what, what would you say is, is second most important? And I, I don't know if I would really put them in a number, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, I don't even know if we should even talk about, I mean, of course we should mention cheating, you know, you want to be faithful. Um, in those type things. But like you said, I want to hit on some of these ones that people don't think of as much. But one of mine would say, and I think this is more than one of the obvious ones, it's communication or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to communicate with your partner when you don't like something. I think it's important to communicate with your partner when you have a want or a need that's not being met. And I think your partner needs to let you know that communication is open space. Like, in other words, if you go to your partner and you say, I have something I want to talk about that's what's on my mind. A lot of times, men especially will go, oh, my God, we need to talk. What's this about? And they right. immediately, they immediately tune out. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they need to make it a safe place for you to sit down and talk. They need to know that you're, you know, that, that you're, words mean something and they need to let you know what you're saying means a lot to me. I want to hear this. I want to take it all in. I want to pay attention because if you go to your spouse or your significant other and you're talking and you feel like they're just like, God almighty. Oh my Lord. You're just going to shut down and not talk anymore. And then you're yeah. going to like the next time it's no sense in me communicating this. So that's I think, true. That is so I, true. Yeah. You need to be a good listener. And you need to be a good communicator. And yep. you don't need to just listen to hear. You need to listen to understand. You need to retain it all because, you know, if you're sitting there talking and I feel like when two people talk, safety cones need to be put down mm -hmm. because, yeah, it might be things that the other person doesn't want to hear, but that's when they need to be like, okay, you need to be calm and listen to me and not be irate and get loud and be mad. Because mm -hmm. the purpose of communicating to me is fixing a problem or yeah. fixing a problem before it starts. Like, hey, I yeah. noticed that this is starting to get, you know, get to me a little bit and start, you know, to hurt my feelings. Let's talk about it and let's fix it. But right. you come into a conversation and, you know, you're like, oh, my God, like you said, you know, we got to talk again and da, 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 and this doesn't make any sense. That's not good communication skills. Like you need to listen and you need to absorb every mm -hmm. every word that, that's coming in. Don't just sit there and zone out and let the other person talk. Give them your mm -hmm. feedback, but be understanding and do it in a nice way and don't get an attitude about it because right. that's not communicating. Exactly. Well, like you said, if you if you're constantly met with somebody who acts like it's a bother to communicate these things. Yeah. Or if you're being met with somebody who's defensive, like in other words, if you say, you know, I would really love it if you would help me around the house more. And they're like, help you around the house more. I work. This is this a minimum amount of hours. Then it causes the person asking that favor to say, you know what? I'm just not going to ask anymore. And that starts resentment. It yes, because resentment. you feel like you can't ask not because you're going to get barked at. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it should, it shouldn't be that way. Right. If uh, you feel like, to me, if, if you feel like 
you can't help around the house, you can say, well, honey, I can't help you as much as you might like, but I'll do this, this, and this. Would that help yep. you out? You know, offer something up to the table, not just immediately shut your partner down and say, no, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I don't know. I just don't know what to tell you. Yep. Because, because I'm, I'm going to be honest, like for me, and I know this is old fashioned, but I love doing the cooking and the cleaning and stuff like that. that, that that's just me. And so the only thing that I ask Jason to do is just keep the trash taken out and take the trash can around once a week. True, I have to say, hey, can you dump the trash? Can you dump the trash? But he, and again, he's going to comment and say, every podcast y'all have is about me taking out the fucking trash. But that's the only thing, <laughs> you know, that, that Jason, I, Take the fucking trash out, bruh. Thank you. Listen to her. Thank you. But that's really the only thing, you know, once in a while I might have stuff he needs to take out there to the building because we're, you know, cleaning the house out and putting some stuff in totes. But honestly, I mean, he does have, have it made. He takes the trash out and takes the trash can around every Wednesday. And, and that's it. And there's sometimes he forgets on Wednesday. And I, I'll give you a little example. He was so tired the other night. And this was when I had went to bed at 2.45 in the morning. And I was leaving to take JoJo to school. And we had to leave at a certain time because she goes to school in North Carolina. And we, we know the exact time we need to leave so she does not run late because it's a long line and they have to go through metal detectors and da-da-da-da-da. And so I woke him up and I said, the trash truck hadn't came. I said, you need to take the trash around. And he goes, can't you do it? I said, no. I said, he said, I hadn't hardly had any sleep. I said, well, neither have I. I said, but I've got to leave now to take her to school because even though just taking that from the back of the house to the front was easy, that's minutes that messes with our schedule, you know, to not run late. But it, I just thought it was so funny. But he got up and took it out. He, he took yeah. it around to the curb and didn't miss trash day this week. That's good. So good job, baby. Good job. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the next thing that I want to talk about, and I know that you'll be able to shed a lot more light on this because of things that you have been through. And it's not putting you on the spot because you do talk about it. So I want to talk about one thing that for sure ruins a relationship is mental and physical abuse. Mm -hmm. um, that is one of the things that is one thing that I don't understand I mean, I know it's hard to leave a relationship when it's mental and it's physical. So I could sit here and say all day, oh, I wouldn't take this. I would leave. But when you don't have an out and nowhere to go, I do understand that you're just stuck and you have to stay there. But if it, if it can, can happen and you are in a mental or physical abusive relationship, if you can leave, do leave and don't stay because nobody should put their hands on you. And nobody should put you down like you're a dog as well. You know, uh -huh. don't, don't don't let a man, and even women, even women can do that to their men. It's not it's not just men. Uh -huh. But I've seen where women will treat their men like crap and treat them like a dog and mentally abuse them. Hell, I've even seen women hit their men. Uh -huh. You know, and you know, people joke and be like, oh, he's a battered husband. There really are battered husbands. Oh, yeah. But I feel like that mental and physical abuse is definitely, definitely hands down a relationship killer. Mm -hmm. Right. And yes, I did. I stayed with my first husband, physically abused me for 10 years of a marriage and probably two years of dating. 
Um, and the pro, I think the key word to that is the mental abuse because your mind is a powerful thing and I'm a strong woman, you know what I'm saying? And your mind is a very powerful thing. So if you tell, I'll give you an example. It was a friend of mine or a matter of fact, it was my brother-in-law was telling me a story about there was a guy that, um, was unloading a truck and uh, he was on, it was a freezer truck and he got on the back of it and he started unloading it and the doors got shut and he got trapped in the freezer on a Friday. And he said, if I stay in this freezer until Monday, I'm going to freeze to death. Oh my I'm God. going to freeze to death. So while he was in the truck, you know, it started getting cold. He started, you know, shivering. He was doing everything he could to keep warm. And he tried to call out and he couldn't get out and anything. He started writing notes to people and telling them he was going to freeze to death. You know, he was writing, uh, he had some paper and a little tablet he kept. And he started writing on there saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to freeze to death. I love you. All his goodbye notes. When they came in Monday, they opened up the truck and he was indeed dead. <gasps> but the truck freezer was never on. He convinced himself that he was freezing to death and dying, and he did. How? Your mind. Your mind is a powerful thing. He convinced himself that he was dying from freezing to death, and he died, but he didn't freeze to death. So what I'm trying to say about that is women, wow. are, yeah, women who are in mentally abusive relationships, they are being convinced by their partner you can't find anybody better than me. Nobody would want you. Uh, this is the best it's going to get for you. And they believe that. Additionally, In other words, they're brainwashing you. Yeah. Is what they're exactly. doing. They're brainwashing you. Yes. And so, and what happens is you also think you're ashamed. You're ashamed that you're being physically abused. You don't want to tell your family. You don't want to tell your friends. You know that they're going to tell you to get out of it. And you and that person, like my first husband, would beat me. And then afterwards, when I was sitting in a corner just shivering and crying, he would come to me and get on his knees and be, baby, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I do this. I don't know why I act like the way I do. You got to forgive me. Just keep working with me. I'm so sorry. They turn into that person. And then that love you have for them makes you feel sorry for them. And it yeah. continues that mental cycle, that right. mentally abusive cycle. And there was tons of times. I mean, I could have went home with my dad, but I didn't want to take my two boys and go home to my dad and have to change my whole lifestyle. To me, being beat once or twice a week for 15, 20 minutes and carrying around some bruises was less hard than having to go home to my dad, tote both of my kids, yeah. you know, leave somebody who at the time I loved, but it was terrible. It looking back on it now, I don't know how I did it either, but women get in that rut. And I agree with Holly. If you find yourself in that situation, tell somebody, yeah. tell somebody that it's happening. Tell somebody that you need help. Get somebody to talk to you, to help make you strong enough and help you figure out an avenue to get out of it. Because it's no right. way to live. It's no way to live. It's not, it's, you shouldn't have to do that. 
You can find someone else. You are good enough. Do not let nobody believe, make you believe that you can't because you absolutely can. And, and, and you will, once you get out of it, you will. And I promise you, you looking at it in your rear view mirror, you'll ask yourself, what in the hell did I put up with that for? Yeah. What, why did you do that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right Mm -hmm. on that. Now I would tell you, I think another relationship killer is family and friends. Family and, and friends. The reason, yep. The reason I think that is because there can be otherwise healthy relationships and you can have a mother, a sister, an aunt, a cousin, somebody always putting negative thoughts and feelings in your head about like, it's human nature for us to talk to our family and our friends about our problems. Okay. Right. So let's say we go to our mom. And we say, Mom, you know, I'm having a little trouble in my relationship, blah, 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 blah. Well, your friends and family are going to immediately take your side. They're going to immediately, and then all of a sudden, they're bashing your spouse. And then, when you and your spouse work out, or your significant other work out, they still hold a grudge. Yeah. And they're still putting bad feelings and bad thoughts in your head. You know what I'm saying? Instead of moving on from it. I've been very careful not to do that with my kids. You know, I try to be play devil's advocate. I try to see both sides and I try to coach them through it. But once they're over it, I'm over it. Once you're ready to move on from that, I'm ready to move on from that. And the thing is sometimes family and friends can be very negative about your relationship, especially if they know you've had a problem here or there. Additionally, family and friends can sometimes demand to be put first when you should Mm -hmm. always put your significant other first in all things you do. Even if it hurts your family and friends feelings, (laughs) Even if it upsets them, it's very important for them to know their space in your relationship. And yeah. that is, that's an addition to it. It shouldn't be in it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And and I agree with you on that because, you know, it, when you do go to them, you want them to be neutral. You know, you don't, I mean, does it feel good that they take your side? Yes. But also when you make up, they need to understand and be like, okay. You know, I'm not going to hold any grudges. Y'all worked it out. That's great. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. It's so funny because if, you know, me and Jason are in our little tiffs or whatever, Mm -hmm. and we're talking to Heather, he's like, that's no fair. He's like, because Heather always takes your side. She does not. She will tell you. She she will tell me when I'm in the wrong. Mm -hmm. She'll be like, all right, Mm -hmm. now, Holly, you know, that was wrong. You shouldn't have said that or you shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, and she'll tell him when he's wrong. So right. she is neutral. She is that friend that's like, okay, I'm not taking her side just because that's my best friend. You right. know, y'all both are my best friends. And if she's wrong, I'm going to tell her. If you're wrong, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you. But you right. do have some some family members that will, will hold a grudge for that because, you know, I, I know somebody that, you know, I think I can say this, but they were in a relationship. Nobody really cared for that person. And they did treat her different from it mm-hmm. because she stayed with this person. But yeah. who were you to judge? It's who she right. loves, who she was in love with right. at the time. So right. just because you don't care for them, you're not the one that's living with them. So right. let let her make her de- decision. And I've always accepted everything from when she was in that relationship because, uh, again, that's my best friend. That's my family. And, 
she watches our podcast and I know she'll know that I'm talking about her, but I'm not going to say, say her, her name on here. Right. <laughs> but, um, she would tell you, you know, I did support her, you know, even when I hated him it, because it's who, who she loved. Right. You know, at that time. And I, you know, I could sit here and say all day, oh, you don't need to be with him. You need to leave him. But, but at the end of the day, it's, it's her decision. That's right. And, you know, it, it's sad when you got family members who, who do that, who judge you by your spouse, your significant other. You know, right. if you don't want them coming around, that's fine. But don't be mad at the person that doesn't come around you because they're not going to leave their spouse alone. Right. You know, just so they can go hang out and do like family things and stuff like that. So right. I think, you know, like you said, like friends and family can be the demise and be a, you know, relationship killer when it's just, oh, hey, you know, okay, well, he pissed you off and it pissed me off. I don't care if y'all made up. I'm still pissed. No, right. you don't need to, you don't need to be pissed because it's not your husband, not your boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, significant other. You were right. just here to let me vent to you and you be a shoulder for me to cry on. Right. That's strictly it. Right. Strictly but I will it. say too, you know, if, like I said, if, if your friends and family see something really going on bad in your relationship, like, you know, my dad, my dad, when he found out that my husband would hit on me, um, yes. that's a whole, that's a whole fucking That's story a whole different felt. story. They that's need whole, to speak yeah. up. Right. But it's, we, that was a, the whole way that came about and the way he found out, yeah, it was bad. But but even then, he told me, you know, if you choose to stay with him, that is your choice. But he he did set him down and tell him, if I ever hear you lay a hand on my daughter again, he said, I will quit my job and hunt you down like the dog you are. And he said, and, and I promise you, he said, you'll be my punching bag. But, you know, if you if your family sees something really destructive going on in your relationship, or your friends, then yeah, they should say something. But if it's something as little as, like you said, Jason not taking out the trash and your family going, yeah. they come over to your house and they look in your trash again, they go, oh, I see he's not taking out the trash again. You know, <laughs> that's being petty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's a mind your damn business kind of thing. You know? Yeah. If you see something big, y'all, make sure you stand up, speak up about it. Yeah. Because that could be a big difference in going back to the mental and physical abuse Yeah. of it. You know, you, you, if it seems that bad, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So why not speak up, you know? Right. Um, I think another, another one for, for me that I know I said infidelity and it's on my list, but mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not really going to talk about that subject because everybody knows what infidelity is. Don't cheat. Okay. If yeah. you with somebody who cheats, just leave them. Unless y'all both cheating and that's just what you want and fine. But, <laughs> I think one thing that can ruin a relationship, I feel like, can be money. And what I mean by that is, you know, we we got a, we've done, you know, the podcast of like same check, you know, separate checking accounts or joint checking yeah. accounts or whatnot. So it's not, it's not really that, but that I'm going to go on, on talking about. It's the fact that if one is spending, you know, more money and not contributing and taking, you know, from the bills that I think that can be a relationship killer because then when it's time to go to pay your bills, you, there's, you know, money gone. And it's like, wh where did it go? This was allotted for bills mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I think 
that when when you're in a relationship, whether you have same account or you have joint checking accounts, that you need to make sure your bills are paid before you do spending. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to take $300 and I'm going to, you know, go to the strip club. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. not saying yeah. that you're going to go to the strip club, but, you know, I, I feel like and people will fuss a lot over money problems. Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, one thing that me and Jason, in the 14 years that we have been together, we don't argue about money because we look at it first of all like this. They'll get paid when we get paid. Yeah. You know, like, if you don't have the money, you you don't have the money. Right. But, you know, we don't argue. Like, if we're running low on one week, it doesn't turn into a to an argument. We know we had more expenses than, than what we planned or we had to shell out money for this or shell out money for that. Mm-hmm. But when one partner is willingly, like, you know, taking the money and just yeah. blowing it, that, that right there for sure, I feel like I ruin a relationship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, just it's like I said, just money problems in general. Like, yeah, not making enough money, or let's say something comes up and it breaks down, and you got to put out money for it and take money away from bills and take it. It puts stress. It puts a lot of stress in the relationship. And the problem with that is, is like you said, it starts arguing because both of you are, are. or ill, you're stressed out, you don't have any money to do anything, you're trying to figure things out, and it can it can lead to a lot of arguments. And you're exactly right about that. Money is a huge thing. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think I, that's why I love the way me and my husband do our bills. We have a joint account that we put the bill money in. Like, uh, you know, let's just say, because our, our bills are way more than this. So let's just say our bills are $4,000 a month. Then we know we got to put, because we do it by four weeks. Even the, the five-week months, we put our money in there. But that money extra goes towards, I've told you, like, that be our vacation or our Christmas right. or vacation spending. But the way a reason I love the way we do it is we know we have to have $1,000 a week. He has to come up with his 500 I have to come up with my 500 and that money goes in the joint account equally, and that's never touched. So that way you know if you put your 500 in and I put my 500 in and I'm left with $250 and you're left with $380, we know that's all we have to spend on anything. Our food, our gas, our entertainment, our extras. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's how we know. And I, I just love doing it that way. I, I really do. I would not have it any other way because a lot of times when you're sitting here week to week wondering, well, this week I got the power bill and the phone bill and next week I got rent and the car insurance, you're constantly having to juggle those things and you can overspend because you're really not sure from one week to another yeah. what, what's due and what you got to come up with. So, <clears throat> That's true. But you're exactly right. Money's huge. You got to come up with a system that works for you. And right yep. now, I really feel bad for a lot of couples right now because this economy is the worst we've seen in a long time. And I've it is. A lot of people it's struggling. really, really bad. It, it's really yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, I want to go and say that we talked about we're just now stress. I want I want to I want to kind of spin off that. So I think stress is something that can end up being a relationship killer because let's say one or the other is stressed out all the time. When you're stressed, you take that home to your spouse. 
You yeah. take it out on them. You're more snappy with them. You're less patient with them. You're less tolerant of them because everybody knows the old saying, you take it out on the people you love the most. Yes, I've you know always heard like, that. Yeah, if, you, if, if something happened at work or something happened with one of your friends and you're like, I should have said this or I should have done that, you, you hold that in and then you get home and your spouse says, like, for instance, Jason might say, what are we having for supper? Well, I don't know what we're having for supper. How about you figure it out? Well, he gets <laughs> the brunt end of that and yet it ain't, he ain't even done nothing. So it's very important to learn how to manage your stress, mm. to learn how to communicate with your spouse that, hey, I'm under a lot of stress and this is why. And let your spouse be your prop during that time of stress. Let them be your support yeah. system during that time of stress. Don't just hold it in and say, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to sit here and be stressed out. Because that, on top of it, now you're stressed out. And you took it out on your relationship. Now you're in an argument and that causes more stress. It, it does. And I, w I would tell Jason in a heartbeat, like, cause he, he, and just like you, you know, when you're close to me, like my best friends are close to me, like you, you know, Tammy and Heather and, and, and even some of my family members uh, can pick up in my voice. They're like, what's wrong? And Jason would be one of the first ones to be like, what's wrong? You sound frustrated. You sound ill. Yeah. And I will tell him, I say, look, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I'm stressed out. And he'll say, well, why are you stressed? And I'll tell him. And I'll tell him because I don't want to come off as being a bitch or being snappy. Mm -hmm. Because that's one thing that I won't do when I'm stressed and stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm not going to take it out on my family. I will let them know ahead of a time. I'm like, y'all, I am stressed. I'm frustrated. If I sound ill, it's not towards you. You know, I'm not going to snap at them or nothing. But if I sound like something's wrong... Just let me get through it. I'm just stressed. You know, yeah. and, and that goes along with the lines of being, you know, of communicating too. You know, yeah. that, that goes hand in hand because you, you can't come home from a stressful day of work and talk to your family, you know, your wife or your kids or, or significant other like, like they're a piece of crap, you know. Right. It's, right. It, because and, and it's like you, like I tell what I've told my, my coworkers in the past too, that, when when you have a bad day at home, you don't mm -hmm. need to bring it to work because it's not, right. you know, the customer's fault if you're in a bad mood. Yes, so right. it's the same hand in hand. Stress affect you at work. It affect you at home. But mm -hmm. yeah, hands down, stress can be a a killer for sure. And I want to touch base on what you just said. When we're talking about these topics, what you just <laughs> said, a lot of these are going to circle back and they're all going to connect. So yep. that's why Everything that's why we say. Yeah, that's why we say communication is important. It's important when you're stressed out. It's important when you, when something's bothering you. It's like so many of these things are going to come back and they're going to entwine yeah. together because these are the building blocks of your relationship. And these yes. things, they come together in many different things. So they go do. Ahead with the next one. Um, okay, I think, I think this is going to be my last one that I'm going to touch base on. And for me, I think. It's going to be controlling. Um, again, how Bridget was saying, <laughs> the, these are building blocks. This can also go in with mental and physical abuse because that's a part of being controlling. Mm -hmm. But I think being controlling in a relationship is is extremely, extremely bad because it, you don't want a relationship to just be one-sided. You don't want only one person 
you know, in the relationship telling you, you can do this and you can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, on one hand, I will say, like, for example, and I think we talked about this on one of our previous podcasts, I pay all the bills in, in the house. And I don't mean like he doesn't pay. We, we combine our money. But I'm the one that's in charge of paying them. I know when the light bills do, the car payment, you know, car insurance, I know when that's due. That for us that's not controlling, that's what he prefers me to do because he doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I think he commented on one of our videos, he will be screwed if something happened to me because he doesn't know where anything, you know, when anything is due. But see, I plan ahead. Yeah. I have written down for him, okay, this is the bills that we pay every month, this is when they're due. So I have all that covered for him. Yeah. But um, to me, that's not, of course, controlling. But it, it I, I had a friend one time, and this was this was back in high school. And now this was just a high school relationship, and this guy was so controlling over her that we used to hang out all the time. All of us in a group, we'd go to the movies, we'd go to the skating ring, and all this stuff. And when she got this boyfriend, she she didn't hang out with us anymore because he didn't want her to hang out with us. He told and, her what to do. Yes, and we were like, hey, you know, it's Friday, you know, you want to spend the night, let's all go to the skating rink. No, I can't, you know, I got to spend time with him, and he he, he doesn't want me to go. And we were like, doesn't want you to go, or told you you couldn't go. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that's just in, in high school. That was just in high school. And wow. it got to where the phone calls were stopping from her. And we would call and she might well talk for a few minutes and she'd say that she'd have to go. And we tried, us as a group, we tried to help her and get her to see, hey, he is controlling you. He is yeah. taken and, you know, made you obsolete from your friends. You're you're isolated from everybody. Yeah. And you're letting this guy, guy control you now. She didn't listen to us. Last I heard, I know they got married. They were married for like, almost 20 years and they finally split because well i guess after 30 years you got tired of it but yeah being being controlling telling your partner what to do don't tell them what to do ask them yeah you know simply say you know hey would you mind doing this for me or would you you know would you do this or do that don't say hey do this do this do this do that you know don't don't right, be or, controlling. like is it controlling like i've seen some guys tell their girlfriends you can't wear that uh, you can't go here. Yeah. You can't, you can't watch this. You can't do this. And like you said, and, and girls too, they're controlling too. They'll be like, yeah, I don't want you going out with your friends. You can't go golfing. You can't go fishing. You can't go, you know, they start throwing out yeah. demands. And what you have to realize when you come into a relationship, you're an individual. They're an individual. You're coming together as a couple. You don't. You own are them. merging. You're, yeah. You don't own each other. You don't own each other. And so don't start acting like your property. Now, I know you said that was your last one, but girl, I got lots more. Okay. <laughs> but um, I think, okay, first of all, honesty, like I said, honesty and cheating. Those are things that are givens. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on those. But being dishonest, be it even small things, like I said. It's now, I will tell you that I am the type of person, I've told my husband this when we first got together. I would prefer to be mad at you for you telling me the truth about something. Like, in other words, I'll give you an example. 
he he always been a truck driver and he calls me up one time and he says he says bridge i'm just telling you he said this is awful and i said what he said me and my brother tim are sitting here at a truck stop and there's a woman sitting across for us she's got her legs spread she's got on a mini skirt and she has no panties on no panties at all and i'm like oh god and i said so what are you doing he said well, we're trying to not look he said but it's hard not to it's just, it's just right there in your face you know <laughs> And so I laughed and he said, are you mad? And I said, no, I'm not mad. And he said, and then his brother laughed about it. And he said, well, I can't believe she ain't mad. My thing is, if even if I did get upset about it, I'd rather get upset at you for bringing me the truth than you not tell me, me go six months down the road and then your brother bring up about that woman that didn't have no panties on at the truck stop and me look at you and go, what? And you go, and oh yeah. completely blindside you. Blinds. Do not, I, do not let me be blindsided. I can deal with anything if I know the truth. Right. I can deal with anything. If you slipped up, if you've done something you ain't supposed to do, if you spent too much money, if you got drunk, if some girl came on to you, whatever happened, tell me. And we can work through it. And yeah, I might be mad at you for the moment. But then later on, if that girl comes to me and says, yeah, you know, I rubbed your husband's back, then I'm not sitting there going, I'm sorry, excuse me, because then I feel like I look like an idiot. Otherwise, right. I can look at her and say, yeah, I know that happened. He told me about that. And he told me why it happened was because he was drinking and you came on too strong. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I would rather know anything. I can handle the truth way better than I can any lies. So honesty is very important. One of the other things is forgiveness. I think in a relationship, you have to learn to forgive over and over and over again. And not just, I'm not talking about for cheating or for lies. I'm talking about taking out the trash. You know, you've got to learn to, to you know, yes, Jason might've forgot to do it, but you can't for three days, be mad because he forgot to take out the trash on Monday. You've got to learn to forgive and be like, it's okay. It's no problem, you know, and you have to forget, learn to forgive in the small things too, you know, because I'm a firm believer that everybody is going to hurt you in life. Your friends are going to hurt you. Your family's going to hurt you and disappoint you and upset you. Your spouse is. And what you have to learn to do is say, it's okay. You're human. I forgive you. Let's talk through it and let's move on. And grudges. Because a lot of people can't forgive and forget. So they hold grudges. And yeah. I think grudges are, are harboring grudges are, are relationship killers. So I hit I several of like them. Grudges and forgiveness to me. Like run run neck and neck. That's like, what I said. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, if if you continue to be mad at somebody, you're not doing nothing but hurting yourself because they're going along about about their own day. If mm -hmm. you did this eating up inside, and you're letting it win, like I always tell people, it's same when people are like, "Oh, I hate this person. I hate this person." I prefer to say I don't like this person because I feel like. If you say, I hate this person, they're winning because they know that it's eating you up inside, you know, like. Oh. Well, right now I've got somebody who's winning over me and I'll talk <laughs> to you about that little situation. Oh yeah. But, but they're not, they're, they're, they're not, they, they, they're not winning. Trust me. They, they're not winning because I firmly believe that karma is a bitch. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something too, like one thing that I think will help people in their marriage. And it's one thing that my mama has always, always told me. Pick and choose your battles. Oh, yeah. Pick and choose your battles in your marriage. Because 
you can take something so small that really is nothing and blow it up to where it can just freaking pour down rain. You yeah. know, and so pick, pick and choose your battles. Don't nitpick with one another. Yeah. Nitpick and, God, I think that, that that's a horrible thing to do in a relationship. Right. Well, your mama was wise saying that because I've told my daughter that. And the reason I think not picking and choosing your battles well is kind of like the little boy who cried wolf. So yeah. let's say, for instance, you got your significant other and you're henpecking them and you're like this, this, and this, and this, this, and this, and this, and those are not big things. And you're choosing to fight over those little things. Well, when you do that, you get them to where they're numb. They're, you know, they don't want to hear it and they're numb and they tune you out. Yep. So when you go to them with a big problem, they're like, oh God, here we go again. And they, they just don't even want to hear it. They don't want it. But if you wait and you you let this go and you let that go and you let this go and finally you hit that mark where you can't take no more and you're like, listen, we got a problem. Then they're going to look at you and go, oh, a problem? What's going on? Because you haven't fussed about anything hardly yeah, in a you're while. You're catching them off guard then. Right. Exactly. So I do think she's very smart for saying that. One, a couple of the other ones that I think, and if you can think anything, you know, throw it in there. But another one is pride. I think pride can kill a relationship. Really? Yeah, because to me, if you're prideful, like you're too prideful to say I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's say you've done something wrong in that relationship, and you know you have, but you're defensive about it. And you don't go to your partner and say, you know, I did this and I'm sorry I did that. It's don't be so prideful that you can't admit your wrongs and mm -hmm. that you can't say you're sorry and ask for forgiveness. Because if you are so prideful, you can't do that. Then you create another problem that I've got down here and it's stonewalling because in other words, when you hurt somebody over and over and over and you don't acknowledge it and you don't show them that you're, you're asking for forgiveness, you start getting them to the, where they're shutting down. They don't want to deal with you. They don't want to talk to you yeah. because they feel like you're unfair, you're unjust and that you don't care about them. You don't care That's about true. their feelings. You don't care about anything they want. So you start stonewalling each other and that's a that to me is a relationship killer. When you get somebody at a point where I've always heard the the saying that women check out of a relationship emotionally way before they actually leave it. I've always heard that too. That, mm -hmm. that is, yep, I've always heard that. Right. So, but what happens is a woman will start stonewalling you. You you know, like in other words, when you ask her, "Well, is everything okay?" Mm -hmm. Yep, I'm okay. Yep, I'm fine. No one they know something's wrong. Right. But the reason she's doing that is because she feels like it's not worth talking to you about because you will not listen. And you won't care. So when mm -hmm. you when you have been done like that over and over, it's like, well, why does it matter what I say? Because yeah. you're just going to either argue about it or not give two shits and not fix the problem. Right. And I will say that whether whether you're a man or a woman, whatever, if your partner is stonewalling you and they don't want to argue anymore and they're not willing to fight about things anymore, you better pay attention because that means they're giving up and they're checking yep. out and they don't think you're worth fighting for anymore. And so it's audio sangrio. Yeah. And it won't be long before it they end up checking out of that relationship. Nope. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll say too that like another thing that my mom taught me 
is like you try not to get you don't want to go to bed mad at each other That's because right. you always want to whether you, you're wrong or right you know even if they were wrong you can be the bigger person and say look i know we argued and i'm sorry we argued i don't want to go to bed mad you know you don't want to go to sleep on that because you never know what could happen and and same with don't argue with them when you when they're leaving the house you right. you don't know if that's your last goodbye your last I love you, and you know, right. we we had a, a a school teacher from Scotland High get into a really bad wreck like three days ago, and he was a well known teacher, and everybody loved him. And the oh, did he the, pass think, away? He did, and I think the car oh. caught caught on fire, and oh, it gosh. was just a horrible, horrible wreck. Right, and you know, you of course you're not thinking that that's going to happen to your significant other, and I'm pretty sure he was. He was probably made with kids and stuff, and it's just sad. So you you need to, and 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 another wise thing is always choose your words wisely. Yeah, because words you can't take back. You cannot take take back words. Right. You know, like I'd I'd rather you slap me in the face than than call me a bitch because I'm gonna remember that. You know, right. like right. you know, of course I don't mean that literally, y'all. Like I don't want to get hit in the face, but it's you know just an analogy, but. Um, you know, choose, don't go to bed, man. Choose your your words wisely because, again, you just you d never know, and you, you don't want to live with that regret. And be like, oh my right. god, you know, I we argued and he left, and what if he didn't know that I didn't love him, oh, yeah. and and he, you know, here he is gone somewhere, and he's like all upset and stuff. You know, you you don't want that feeling. Like I, I'm telling you, like when me and Jason. Have our little tips, you know. I always tell him goodbye and kiss him goodbye, unless yeah. he's asleep. You know, I, I try not to wake him when he's asleep, and he'll call me, "Why don't you wake me up?" I'm like, "You just—he just looks so peaceful sleeping." But right. when he calls me, you know, I'm like, "I love you and stuff and and everything." But I do tell him, "I'm like, baby, I'm going to work. I love you." Oh, I, I still tell him. I just even if you're mad. Yeah, even 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 if if I'm mad because. I just, I don't ever want to go without telling him how I feel because I don't care how mad I am at him and how bad we argue. My love for him doesn't go away. And it, 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 it just doesn't for me. Like as long as we fix it and it's okay, like right. that love is still there. Right. Well, that's what I always say. My, I have a saying to my husband, every anniversary we, we go through and I, I tell him, I say, you know, I've always loved you even when I hated you. We could be yeah. mad and be arguing. We could be mad and be arguing, but I've still loved you even when I hated you. Right. I want to touch base on one more thing. Um, I've got so much stuff wrote down. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just keep coming up with stuff. But one other thing that I think is important that could end up killing a relationship is make sure your partner's needs are met. Like right here, I've got lack of intimacy. For men, it's very important. They want intimacy. They want, a, you know, sexual contact. They want, they want to feel like that a man. Physical, yeah, they want that physical need. And if you're using arguments, disagreements, and you're holding, you know, that over their head and you're not being intimate with them because, because of those things. But men also understand, or even if, you know, I, I always go say if you're in a in a homosexual relationship, understand I'm talking about significant other. So if your significant other is wanting intimacy and you're not giving it, you need to communicate as to why you're not getting that. Because 
either your 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 significant other might be stressed out. They might be upset about things in the relationship y'all need to talk about to get that going. There might be things that are going on with them personally that make them not want to be intimate with you. Right. And you need to find out why so you can get your needs met. But at the same time, I'm going to say men, but, but it's significant others need to make sure that a woman's needs are met in terms of emotion. We're emotional creatures. So we yeah. have to emotionally and mentally feel like our needs are being met. And like you said, what men don't understand is when they do things for us, you know, as far as like little things, taking out the trash or washing the dishes, we right. see that as a sign of love. You know, like you're giving me what I need and, and, and you're showing me you love me. And therefore, I'm a little turned on by you. So you're going to get your intimacy tonight. Okay. Yes, because I, and you, you've said this before too. That, you know, actions, and I've, I'm a firm believer it is that actions speak louder than words. You can yeah. tell somebody you love them all day long, but if yeah. you're not showing them that love, it's just words. It's yeah. just words. Yeah. I think the key thing to this, important to remember, is communicate, be honest, learn to forgive, yeah. don't hold grudges, of course, don't cheat, don't lie. And, you know, when your significant other shows stress, ask them what's wrong. Don't harbor grudges. You know, don't be prideful. You know, make sure your partner's needs are being met. Yes. All of these things. And have trust. Give trust and earn trust. Yeah. But if you, I think if we, that kind of covers it. If you can do those things, I think you can work on having a healthy relationship. Uh, yep. Yeah, a successful marriage. You really, mm -hmm. really can. Well, y'all, I hope that y'all enjoyed this podcast. Our next podcast that we're going to be doing is Mine and Bridget's Most Embarrassing Moments. I got some doozies and I can't wait to hear hers. So, again, y'all, make sure y'all subscribe and hit that notification bell. And we'll see you on the next episode. Have a good night. Bye.